Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Edith Piaf hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Got the hey there and welcome back folks once again i'm your hostess with the mostest the andy cohen of food some may say Munio. <laughs> and i mean i was just thinking about this today how many podcasts can i start with i don't know what day it is what month it is what time it is what what year it is at this point i mean we have been going at this for what five months now so, you see what i mean don't know what month it is. <laughs> and I mean, we are just trucking along. Things things still are weird. Outdoor dining is weird. Um, thank God I had the pleasure over Labor Day a couple of weeks ago to at least go upstate New York to get away and have a little space and a hot tub. Lord, did I need it. Um, how are you all doing out there? How are you all doing? Well, as you all know, we just celebrated a year of Munoz, your girl Munoz, you know, having at this big gay podcast solo, you know, telling, being a curator and a custodian of LGBTQ stories via a food lens. And over the past couple months, it has been celebrity after food celebrity on the pod. And today is no different, folks. I'm really, really excited for today's very special guest. And I feel like, and you all out there may judge me a little, but not. I feel like this podcast is turning into Munoz flirts with hot gay uh, men who do things in food because he needs to be part of a gay power couple at this point if we're going to be stuck inside forever. <laughs> My guest is looking at me being like, what the F or what the fuck did I just get myself into? No. Um, joining, Join me in welcoming uh, In Your Mouth listeners, the one, the only, Elliot Norris. Say hi, Elliot. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? <laughs> You're who? Uh, thanks. Um, how'd you like that introduction? Did that work for you? Very good. It was very like, 
like we were just chatting and then it was just very on. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, well, you know, listen, it's like lights, camera, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> listen, they can't see you. So you got to give the people what they want, you know, via. Yeah, that's true. You got to vocalize. You got to, you got to talk very loudly and be fun. <laughs> that, that's right. And my friends always tell me I have a face for radio. So, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> No. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Elliot. Thanks. <laughs> um, so for those of you out there that don't know, but I am sure you do know because Mr. Man has been causing a quite a stir on Instagram's version of TikTok Reels, right? Via his um, you know, my gay kitchen uh Instagram, but that's under his name uh proper. Um so Elliot is making or I should say, Elliot in his free time creates uh, many of food travel related content for his online series called My Gay Kitchen. And the reason I say you should know him because every time, and I've done this um, over the past couple of days because I knew he was coming on, every time you go to um, your Explore tab, Mr. Man just pops up shirtless, looking cute, rubbing, rubbing his tummy and making something delicious. I infiltrated. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How did that happen? Because you are on, no joke, Elliot. I literally, I picked up friends' phones and hit the explore tab and there you are. I, I literally jumped on it so fast. Like it was one of those things where I saw the opportunity and it was like, okay, like I'm already making quick videos. So like, let's just like throw them on here while it's like young and early and it's stuck, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, it sure as hell did. And we're going to get into all of that. But before we go anywhere in the grand tradition of in your mouth um i need to wish you a happy national guacamole day i love guacamole yum i have some really good guacamole recipes do you (laughs) yeah there is a killer martha stewart recipe that i've made my own where she throws pineapple into it okay all right i like to throw a little bit of like cream cheese um to, I don't know, try it out. Just try it out. Just make your guacamole and then throw in like a tablespoon or two of cream cheese and like, let me know. Oh, all right. All right. I, I mean, pineapple, cream cheese. It's, it's It doesn't sound like guacamole to me. <laughs> It'll make some people upset, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I am sure. The colonization of guacamole sure is going to send some people into okay. a rage, but not today on this National Guacamole Day. You are actually, whoa, I just stuttered. You actually um, lucked out because today is also National Cinnamon Raisin Bread Day. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Don't ask me who creates these. I ask ask all the guests, why do you think these things exist? Because I have no idea. They're going to, they put like a good one and they're like, okay, we need to put like a lesser, like a worst one on this day as well to kind of like offset it. Do you not like cinnamon raisin bread? I don't know. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I'm not eating very much bread these days, you know, yeah, the, the, the gaiety of it all, yes, yes. <laughs> the gay body dysmorphia of it all. But uh, <laughs> oh, well, uh, just kidding. I, I love, um, but I do love a cinnamon raisin bread moment, you know? Okay. Okay. Every once in a while, I, I'd say. I mean, it's not an every day. It's for, it's for special. Every like three years. <laughs> <laughs> with a little salted butter on it. Mm. Yes. Like, there we go. I can, I can deal with that. Yeah. 
All right. Um, you know what? I, it sounds to me that Guacamole Day really, really um, wet our panties to say, <laughs> to like get us going today, uh, for lack of a better term. But moving right on into this day in gay history, did you know, Elliot, in 2004, Manitoba becomes the fifth of Canada's provinces or territories to have legal same-sex marriage. Neither wow. the federal nor provincial governments opposed the lawsuit filed by three couples, one of whom had previously filed suit for same-sex marriage in 1974. That's amazing. Another reason why I guess I should move to Canada. They're so ahead of the time. <laughs> I mean, but you're all over the place. So, I mean, but at this point, depending on what happens with this election, I don't want to talk about it. We all, we may actually really need to move to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> we can all make the big move. <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. But speaking about you just being all over the place, and um, that's just the police coming for my stash. Don't worry about it. Um Speaking of you, before we got on, because um, it seems to me that you were in Spain, but now you're in France. You're like, how is it that you are everywhere, especially so, nowadays? I mean, like, so like, I usually live, like, I'm, I live in America, like, full time. But what had happened was I came to France about two months ago to help my sister move back to the U.S. She was going to school. So I'm half French. So she was going to school in Southern France and they've been kind of out of lockdown for a while. They've been out since like May. So she's trying to find a job and it's just not happening. You know, there's a lot more, it's a lot more difficult to find a job when you're younger in certain parts of France. So I told her, I was like, we need to move you out to LA. So I came here just to move her out for, came for a couple of weeks, but I decided to stay a little bit longer because the vibe is a lot more uh, relaxed here, I would say. And um, I feel a lot less stressed. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to stay longer. So I decided to stay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I guess that's uh, the beautiful thing. You have dual citizenship, right? Because you're yeah, a yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My mother's so French. Yeah. And your dad is? American, yep. Oh, lovely. Well, lucky you. Yes. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm privileged and I'm, I'm blessed. Um, but yes, I mean, I did catch COVID while I was here, so not well. <laughs> well, um, we are glad you are healthy and you are safe and looking better than ever. Thank you, uh, thank you. So you not only do this uh, food, like kind of life journal and all these reels for yourself, but you also work for a social media marketing company, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. I work for a uh, social media agency called Mathic, and we own... Uh, we, I guess we run three big accounts. We have a really big one on Facebook that's called In The Now. Um, it's like the eighth biggest Facebook account. You know, we have like more views than like Donald Trump. Like, you know, cool stuff. We're based out of like the US, but we have like teams all over the world. And, is like, that yeah. a good measure? Hold on one second. Yes, it is a we good have, measure. We have more views than Donald Yes, because he gets a lot. <laughs> he, gets, <laughs> he gets a lot of... Uh, his, his interactions and stuff are very high. So, um, okay. I love that. I love yeah. that. And, uh, anything beyond that, man, I love. So. Yeah, we were thinking, so, yeah, no, it's great. I'm able to uh, do what I love and create content and create videos. Um, I work mostly like on TikTok and Instagram reels, obviously. Um, I also make like Instagram filters too on the side for fun. Uh, which is super fun, a little bit stressful sometimes. That's more like client, client based, but um, yeah, a lot of videos, a lot of food, a lot of um, you shirtless, and yeah, 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's amazing. And you're obviously uh, have gained much success from what you do. What made you want to start this like food journey? Yeah, so I kind of, I don't know, I think it was about like two years ago, I was like finishing up grad school and there was this opportunity. I had some friends who were over at BuzzFeed and they're like, hey, we're kind of doing like a new thing right now. Um, It was in partnership with Instagram. So it was like a BuzzFeed and Instagram partnership. And it was right before Instagram TV came out. So um, if you don't know about Instagram TV, it's like the longer than 60 second videos. And it launched about two years ago. So um, they were doing kind of like a competition kind of thing where it's like pitch us an idea and we'll maybe like pick up your show. So I pitched them this idea of My Gay Kitchen. I didn't really ever make that much content. I was kind of just like, I like to cook and I'm gay. And they're like, we love it. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, we love it. And so they gave me some money to make it. They kind of trained me over at BuzzFeed. And um, I went to New York too with Facebook and it was this whole fiasco. Um, And it was so fun. And uh, yeah, I had about like five or six episodes and I did stuff with big drag queens and YouTubers and it was great. It was great. But I did everything like all by myself. Um, you know, it was a very one man show kind of thing. And I know the feeling. You know, it's a lot. <laughs> um yeah. it can be it can be quite um I don't know. I it's hard to compare, you know, because it's like video, but it, it was a lot. And I had to find locations to go shoot at because I lived in LA and I didn't have a nice kitchen. So I was shooting off site at one of my friends' place. It was just total too much. Um but then Corona happened and I had to do it at home. So uh, I just started making the videos all by myself and they did even better. Um, but I cut it down and I made them just for TikTok because that was kind of what was booming. And I started to see more people on TikTok react positively to my stuff. So I threw them on TikTok and people loved them. So we've been sticking to the 15 to second to like minute videos. Yeah, that's that's really incredible. And uh, just let the kids know what goes into a 15 second video because it's it's never 15 seconds. Oh yeah! Oh my god! It's but I, the people don't know. I don't. I don't think people realize what mm-hmm. goes into making 15 seconds of of just good content yourself, even if it's with your phone. Yeah, I mean, you can make 15 cents of good 15 seconds of good content in 15 seconds, but you can also make 15 seconds of good content in an hour, (laughs) an hour and a half, two hours. It depends how, you know, for me, it's the editing that kind of like it, that's not even the hard part. It's just, I can shoot everything and like get all that stuff down. And then I'm like, okay, I just need to sit down for two minutes and edit. And that's the hardest part for me for some reason. Yeah. Cause it never takes two minutes. (laughs) Yeah. And it's never like, it's like, ugh, like, like, I have to edit the clips on my computer, on my phone and add text. And I'm like, oh, I hate that part. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, I also know the feeling because as uh, someone who is well over two years into this podcast and have taken over the editing myself, you know, the editing, as I'm sure you know, just, it just mm-hmm. takes forever because you need yeah. to, you need to watch and listen with like a discerning ear and this works, this doesn't work. Oh, I should have done this instead. Should I go back and re-record this or, you know, yeah. that, that entire process, the labor of love is what I'm calling. <laughs> is what I'm calling. Group with it. You get in a groove, kind of. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but it's no easy feat, and I find it. Um, I just find it really interesting that like you've like jumped on it immediately, and this reels thing, and literally, I was telling, I was telling somebody the other day, 
about you just coming on the pod and they were like, oh, I know that guy. He's <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, yeah, I don't know how he did it, but he did it, right? And it's amazing. Yeah, it was really weird. Like it was like all of a sudden, it was very sudden because it's really, it's hard to grow on Instagram. As everyone knows, everyone's trying to grow on Instagram, whether you're a business, uh, an individual, an influencer, a kind of whatever you are, you're trying to grow on Instagram, period. Um, and it's hard. It takes a long time. The only way to really do it these days is to like, get people to share your stuff or you randomly have a video that gets shared and goes viral. And it's really hard to do. But um, I saw that Reels, Instagram was just really pushing it and they still really are pushing it. So if you're trying to grow on Instagram, throw out a bunch of Reels. Just do like two or three a day. I know it sounds like a lot, but you can pull out old content um, that you've had stored up or just from TikTok. Try to remove the logos. Those aren't super cute, you know. Do a little bit to it. Um, But... Instagram's really pushing it right now. They're really pushing short content. So um, find an area and just hone in on it, I guess. Yes, find an... You know what? That is an Instagram lesson and a lesson for the bedroom. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Quirky. And speaking of quirky and the bedroom, um, I saw that you posted a couple articles of you getting flack for being a so present on reels and b being shirtless yeah no yeah it was so random because i mean I, I never like get articles or anything about me but no it was, it was funny yeah i think it was like some gay twitter news article dude who like wrote it but like i get it like because like i don't know i guess i i did show up i was showing up on a lot of gay people stuff and i was i was i think i was just getting fed to gay people because it was food and gay and I don't think anyone's doing that um and I there's not too many people who are doing cooking reels and then there's now there's a little bit more gay people doing like gay reels but they're trying to do like the more like comedic like kind of slutty boyfriend kind of stuff like that you've seen on TikTok probably so there's no one who's doing anything else so I think I just got like I got fed to just all these gay boys all around the world yeah but I want I want to and that's not a bad thing I mean especially especially if you're husband hunting and we'll get into that but um what I wanted to kind of dive into was like the the shaming of it all because it wasn't a positive it wasn't a positive article yeah Yeah, no it was like negative and positive he was like kind of I think what he was trying to say was just like stick to being pretty kind of thing and I was like okay well thanks for calling me pretty but also like (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? What? Like it was just weird. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm trying to remember what he was even saying. I, I think he was just like, yeah. I think he was just confused by the whole thing, and he was just like put put off by it. I guess. Yeah, from what I read, it was a little body shamey. Yeah, right? and there's and you don't have like a. We shouldn't be body shaming, but b. You're you're fit. Like <laughs> there's nothing. To, there's nothing there to like poke at you at you know yeah yeah, it was random yeah he was kind of body shaming he was kind of just like oh and he keeps like rubbing his belly which is you know i'm not gonna lie it's a weird thing and like honestly like i just do it because if i don't do it people say something about it and i'm like oh fuck i should have done that like there's videos where i like record stuff and i'm like i didn't do a belly pat and i'm like oh fuck and i like immediately regret it i'm like oh whatever but yeah it was kind of body shamey and like I don't know. I think he was just like calling me not funny. And like, I get it. Like, I'm not always funny. Like, I'm more of like a spontaneous funny. Like, I can't like be a character like on, you know what I mean? So whatever, haters, I don't, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they are, as uh, the old saying goes, any press is good press, right? Even though I didn't, I did not enjoy that moment for you. Like I, when I saw it, because I've been following you for a while now, when I saw it, and then I went, 
uh, hunting for it. And I think this happened as we were in talks about you coming on to the pod. I, I like got I got angry for you. You know, I was like, who is this guy? And why do we as a community need to, especially now, need to be putting this sort of content out, this sort of like negative, like, why do I need to be seeing this guy? Like, just because you're on the you're on the come up and this man isn't or whomever he is, you know, like, why did he feel the need to like try to like cut you at the knees? Yeah, so. no, and I, I saw it, like, I think someone sent me the article on Facebook, and it had been out for a day or two, and I'm like, how did I not see this? And then I went to Twitter, which you never want to go to, because, um, you know, Twitter loves to hate. And I was like, I was like, you bitches. I was like, y'all are mean. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> I was like, so my video got a million views, S my dick, like. <laughs> yeah, yes. I love that you said you wouldn't say suck, but you did say dick. <laughs> I wanted to suck my dick, but I, I I didn't know how if we could be explicit or not. <laughs> Listen, this is an adult podcast. <laughs> Podcasts are usually pretty chill. But I love, I just love what the word you chose to censor it wasn't dick. It was suck. <laughs> suck my dick. <dude>, I did. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. So just kind of going with that thread for for a second is um. And this whole thread. like cyber the dick thread, yes. The third year girl. No, or no. Yes, because Lord knows we love a dick thread here on In Your Mouth. I mean, the podcast is called In yeah. Your Mouth. Pretty Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so no, just to go on this like thread of like cyberbullying and whatnot, yeah. is this is this something not maybe not necessarily via the internet, but has has bullying be um been something that you've experienced before and how did did that like yeah how did you navigate that yeah I think the only time I really got bullied was when I was like in middle school and I was this kind of like chubby I had ugly glasses they were like these ugly square glasses not that square glasses are ugly but they were ugly on me uh and I was just like you know I was like 14 and like didn't dress well and like just like (laughs) you know like a middle schooler and I think that's the only time like I remember like distinct times when I'd had like a couple people like call me like faggot or something like that and I remember thinking like oh that's so mean but I remember being in the back of my mind like yeah I'm gay um but honestly I I got pretty lucky like I grew up in Michigan in a pretty small town it was close to a, a big university it was close to Michigan State University but it was still Michigan in the middle of nowhere um so for being in such a small town, I'm I'm pretty lucky. I never got, you know, these, you know, my face dunked in the toilet, you know, at in high school or, you know, shoved into a locker called faggot. I got I didn't get any of that stuff, thank God. Um, it's been pretty positive, honestly. Um, and even throughout college too, I made sure that I, you know, found my right group of friends and I stuck with, you know, the LGBT kind of uh, groups on campus throughout undergrad. And then I moved to, you know, California, LA, everywhere is pretty accepting there. So I think I've, I've been very blessed. I've been very blessed. That's, so. a, that's amazing to hear. What was yeah. your coming out like? What was like your coming out story like? Yeah. Oh my God. It was weird. So I think like I first started telling like a couple of my friends, like in, when I was, I was young, I was like 14, I think 13 or 14, maybe yeah, 13, 13 14. or 14. Oh my God. If I had yeah. to come out at 13 or 14, mm-hmm. I don't even know what that's like. 
Mm-hmm. It was. I remember. I remember just telling one of my friends because it was my friend Sage, and she was like kind of bi, and she was like one of my good friends, and she was her, Jewish. Her name is Sage. Yep, that all tracks. Right, right. <laughs> she, was like a, she was like a badass, and she was like, oh, yep. like like dated like a girl, and then she like dated guys and dated girls. So like, I felt comfortable telling her. I think that was the first person I told, um, and she like hooked me up with like different boys from different schools. She's like, hey, I have this like gay friend like at this school like you guys should like meet up and like we would do that at like 14 or 15 like after the library like I'm, i don't even know i couldn't even drive yet so i don't know how i yes I, I live for this story keep going yeah. <laughs> then i my i told the first person i told my family was my dad and i actually took my dad the funny funny story to the lady gaga monster ball tour in 2000 and. 10 or not i don't know that one of her first big tours it was like her first big tour and i took my dad because he had to drive us because i was so young so i went with like me and a couple friends and my dad drove us and he went to the concert (laughs) and then i told him like a little bit after a couple months later and he was like oh that makes sense there was a lot of fishnets at you know the concert and i saw a lot of weird stuff and i was like yeah you you should have (laughs) known that's so cute um that monster ball tour for those of you uh lady gaga monster fans out there was 2009 it was 2009 yes okay cool 2009 yeah i love that um more often than not and we have shared on this podcast a lot of people's uh coming out journeys um the father is usually either the last one to know or just doesn't know at all um, mm. So I love, I love the fact that like your dad was the first person you told from the family. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I just felt like I had to tell him for some reason. And it was weird because I felt always a little bit closer to my mother growing up, I think. Um, so I don't know if it was like that it felt easier to tell my dad at that given time. I don't know. I really don't know what it was, but I remember we were in the car and he was driving me to the airport and he was going to, I was off to France for the summer. And I remember I was like, I have to tell him before I make it to the airport. And I waited till the last minute, till we were in the airport parking lot. And I told him, I remember we were listening to like Christina Aguilera's like the Bionic CD is so embarrassing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I told him and he was totally fine with it. You know, he gave me a hug and he said, everything's all right. So, you know, I, I had really supportive you know, parents and stuff. So it's great. I love that. I love that. Before you've spent the summer in France making out with young Parisian boys, um, <laughs> right? All of that. <laughs> what was that? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I think. <laughs> I think now is as good a time as ever to introduce Elliot to my favorite part and y'all's favorite part out there of this podcast. A little something we like to call, Elliot, Food News Update! I like that intro. Food News! Ooh, honey, you ain't ready, girl! Spill the tea! Watch out, Elliot. You have some competition a-brewing. Caitlyn Jenner made ex-Chris Jenner's pasta recipe on her new YouTube cooking show. 
good for her, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I th- that was a mouthful to say, by the way. Caitlyn Jenner made ex Chris Jenner's pasta recipe on her new YouTube cooking show. That's a lot of words. I'm That's sure it's probably good. They have, they have like, I, you'd be surprised. They have, kind of have some good recipes. Or no, is this fake? Or what am I supposed no, to No, it's, it's real. Oh, it's real? Okay. Yeah. So apparently, Caitlyn Jenner is just, is just, going on with the tomfoolery here um and <laughs> now has um a show thank you delish.com for this titled cooking with caitlin jenner well, and, yeah on youtube of course, of course i feel like a lot of these selena gomez has now a show with hbo i think or vice or something yeah like that. amy schumer is like cooking too yeah, with her husband all doing, all doing it which is fine i get it but they got to wait until they're in quarantine and for Corona hit for them to start cooking. Right. Fake, fake. Fake. <laughs> fake yeah. Right. In this video that she just put mm-hmm. up on YouTube, mm-hmm. she is whipping up a pasta dish um, with sausage and peppers. So sure. she's, uh, but she's making it out of her ex, Chris Jenner's cookbook in the kitchen with Chris. This is one of the most awkward and edited videos. Oh, really? I think I've seen. Yeah, every two minutes you can see where it cuts. It cuts oh, no. to some, like a different. And I'm like, yeah. you obviously had a production team there with you. you know? I'll have to watch that. Now I want to watch it. <laughs> it's 11 minutes of. 11 minutes? It's 11 minutes of something very awkward. And if she doesn't use a, a half a bottle of Lowry seasoning salt in that pasta, which why are you using Lowry seasoned salt in your pasta, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner? <laughs> I mean, interesting flex. I mean, I don't know. I love that you just said interesting flex. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's good. I don't know. Peppers and sausage. What's tomato based? I mean, can't be. Bad. No, uh, it wasn't tomato based. It was just sausage and peppers. It was like a garlic olive oil pasta. Okay. Boom. Right. Easy. Sounds delicious. I'm here for. I'm here for the recipe and the ingredients. But you if know? you're changing at an 11 minute edited video. I can't imagine what it looked like before. <laughs> so, I mean, talk, talk about 15 seconds of a video, much less 11 minutes. That was, like, that, that was like four, a four-hour recording session. Yeah, probably, honestly. Yeah. So the best part about um, this video, though, is um, Caitlyn Jenner's roommate, Sophia Hutchinson is her name? Roommate? Sophia, yeah. There was this whole thing about... Um, yeah, Sophia Hutchins. Sophia Hutchins, who's a, another trans activist, okay. um, she comes into the frame to be like, I'm here to help. But all she does is sit there and drink wine and criticize. <laughs> I get what they're trying to do with it, but mm. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't sound like Elliot or I are here for this video. But you know what? We're here to we're here to lift you up, Caitlin, right? No matter. Right, because you're part of the community, no matter how how uh, backwards some of your views may be. I think <laughs> the new supermarket sweep reboot is officially premiering next month, and it looks like delightful chaos. Did you grow up watching old game shows? I guess not. <laughs> do you not, not? Do you know what supermarket sweep is? Oh, now that you say it, maybe. Is it where they just like go in and grab a bunch of ingredients and have to make something out of it? Is that no, 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 no. So Supermarket Sweep was an all 
was an old um, game show. I want to say from the 80s. American. Oh, no. Hold on one second here. Supermarket Sweep. Uh, The original show was broadcast on ABC from December 20th, 1965 to July 14th, 1967. And then Revivals uh, aired. And yeah, it's been around for a long time. And basically... It's this game show where contestants, uh, pairs of contestants, like you and I could go on and the host would ask us a question. If we got it right, it would add minutes to our time in the supermarket. And then the the last round is um, who, like you run through the supermarket and try to get the most grocery items in your cart to have the biggest tally at the end. So it's like you have to find the certain things. Is that what it is? No, it's basically like when you're running through the supermarket, like turkeys cost like $50 a piece. So you you grab five turkeys, throw that in your cart because the limit is five. And then you go and you go get like the special coffee. And that's like a $50 bag of coffee. And you throw that in the cart. Oh. And then they ring you up at the end. And if you have the highest, like, oh, I see number. I've totally seen that before, but it's been a long time. Yes. So now it's coming back. And uh, Miss Leslie Jones um, is hosting it, and it premieres in October. I wonder why. So I wonder when they. I wonder when they filmed that. If it was in October, I wonder if they did that during quarantine. They actually did. What a good. What a good question. Oh really? Because according to the LA Times, the show was shot during the pandemic with lots of precautions in place. There was frequent testing and social distancing, as well as hand sanitizing stations, protective equipment and limited contact, all in compliance with suggestions issued by Hollywood's unions, as well as state and local guidelines. Electrostatic sprayers were used to disinfect the grocery items, allowing for a large swath of inventory to be sanitized more quickly. Huh. So I wonder if they, 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 I mean, I doubt they filmed it like in March and April, and this must have been something that like was done in June or July, maybe August. Yeah, because it premieres October 18th here. But I love this because I am an old game show. I'm an old game. I'm just an old queen from way back at this point. <laughs> Anything old, I love it. Um, and so I, my friends used to make fun of me because on the Buzzer Network, I would be watching, you know, classic concentration, supermarket sweep, uh, match game, um, press your luck, you know, whose line is it anyway, or what's my line, um, and all these shows. And now they're all coming back. Yeah. Every last one of them. And they just released the old Supermarket Sweep on Netflix where everyone, like, gay Instagram was obsessed with it. And I was like, yeah, weren't you the ones making fun of me for, like, sitting at home and watching this to begin with? I have to watch it then. I think I missed I missed, I missed, missed those memes or something. Oops. Yeah. It's on Netflix. You can watch the old episodes of Supermarket Sweep. Is it, do you know if it's coming back on, um, like, TV or if they're putting it on, like... So, yeah, uh, it's coming back on... ABC, October 18th, 8, 7 Central. Respect. I mean, they got to get a little bit creative with the shows that they're making these days. So, I mean, uh, so it sounds like we're here for a reboot. Yeah. 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 Okay, great. Well, shout out to you, Leslie Jones and Supermarket Sweep. Maybe Elliot and I could be like foodie contestants if they have like internet celebrity contestants. A woman called the cops because she thought store-bought meat was a penis. Where, where, my first question is, where was this? Akron, Ohio. 
Okay. Ohio. I, I thought you were going to say like Miami or Florida, maybe Tennessee. So that makes sense. Um, that tracks for you? What'd you say? I said that tracks for you. Yeah, it tracks. Okay, but my second question is, does she think it's human meat? Or what is? what does she think? Yeah, it was like she thought it was a man's penis. What did it look like then? A penis. <laughs> I I hate to tell you, like, look down. That's what it looked like. What? I guess I got to see a picture of this. I got to Google this. Hold on. Um, so after finding an oddly shaped piece of meat in her groceries, the Akron, Ohio woman freaked out, calling the health department and the police. This is from munchies.vice.com. According to the Akron Beacon Journal, Lamia Singfield bought a package of smoked turkey tails at a nearby Save-A-Lot supermarket. Her receipt said they were smoked turkey tails, but the label listed them as smoked pork tails. You know, but that wasn't the problem. You know, she was in the middle of a Facebook Live video. Oops, more competition, Elliot. I have Facebook Live After stopping to stir the beans, she realized that one piece of the seasoning meat didn't look right. She put the meat on the plate and realized that it looked less like a piece of pork or poultry and more like a piece of, well, dick. (laughs) It's got, uh, in quotes, it's got the folds, she said, prodding it with prodding it with a fork. Upon further investigation, there's a hole at the tip. Well, Lamia, if if we if we had, you know, traded spot spots in this, it would have been my lucky day. Is what? <laughs> so was it a penis then? So she called the cops. The cops like took the pot and they took everything. Um, they called the med- the medical exam the, the medical examiner, and um, they uh, determined that it was unfortunately shaped, but otherwise a normal piece of pork. Pork tail. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I don't even know if I've ever had pork tail. Have I? I don't know. Have you? I don't. I'm pretty sure I've had pork tail. Like things like pork tail and whatnot are used to like, you know, season beans and whatnot. Yeah, I and, guess so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've had like chicken gizzards and yeah, I guess duck's so. web and yeah. and things like that. You've I mean I've had it. Yeah, you must have. French cooking, pork, pork yeah. butter. Yeah, I'm sure I probably have. Right, it's in something. Well, we, but we, we both know we both had penis. That's a fun thing. (laughs) Maybe not in a stew, but (laughs) maybe not in a stew. (laughs) I respect her decision for calling the cops in the health department. I love that. But but my favorite is, and I, I'm sure it could be traumatizing, I guess, if you find, if you think you found a human part in your beans. Um, so we, we don't want to be completely insensitive to her feelings here. <laughs> but my favorite is that she took it out and started to poke it with a fork. Yeah. Like talking about adding insult to in- injury. I feel like I wouldn't even think, I mean, unless it really did look like a penis, I I wouldn't be like, oh, this is like a human penis, you know, like maybe it's like a, a bull's penis or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Is that, is that, does that call for it to be a luckier day if it's a bull's penis? <laughs> <laughs> or a pig's penis or whatever. whatever <laughs> I mean, I'm no size queen, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey dick. 
or a turkey dick. And with that, I think this is a great way to end food news update. <laughs> Before you get in trouble. Oh my God, I love to run my mouth on this podcast. So I'm sure that the day that someone decides to go through the catalog, I've said something that's probably <laughs> going to get me in trouble more than once. You know? <laughs> it's, it's like what happened to Shane Dawson. <laughs> A couple of those YouTubers. <laughs> oh my God. Um, listen, not as bad. Um, everything, everything is in jest here. Everything yeah. is in yep. jest, like ingesting pork penis. It's food. For it's food, right? It's food. Um, so what's next on this culinary journey of yours? Let's get back to it. What's next? I don't know. That's tricky. Um, it's hard to tell. I mean, stuff has been moving kind of fast these days. Um I'm headed back to the U.S. this week, so I do have some opportunities arising with different, um, you know, food kind of companies. Whole Foods wants to do some, just a, a couple, you know, a lot of sustainable brands are actually reaching out to me, and they want to do some stuff, which is great. You know, I'm not vegan or anything, but um, I do believe in the movement to a certain degree. Uh, I mean, not to a certain degree. I do believe in the movement, but um, at the end of the day, I'm a European, French, butter-eating bitch you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm not and, gonna there, and there is the title to this episode i'm a butter eating bitch <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, i don't think i'll i see myself going vegan or anything like that anytime soon but i do think you know a little bit of you know plant-based um you know diet organically or inorganically you know, people forget that you eat vegan a lot and you just don't even know it, whether it's you just, you know, roasting some vegetables with some olive oil. That's, I think there's like a big negative connotation, not negative connotation towards being vegan, but you forget that a lot of the food you eat doesn't have animals in it. So, yeah. You bring, you bring up an interesting point because about three months ago now, and now I keep bringing this up, um, I was, I did a solo pod and all mm -hmm. the, all the food news was about vegan. All these celebrities were going vegan and I literally was running my mouth and I was like, oh my God, veganism is like so hard and like, it's going to be like so expensive and, and all of this. And then from the moment I made those statements every week after that, some like new vegan news came out, would come out or um, somebody vegan would be on the pod and prove me completely wrong in yeah. all of it. <laughs> I mean, being vegan is definitely a privilege. Like it, it is, you know, because yeah. you, you know, if you try to go vegan in some of these countries around the world, they would look at you and either A, be offended, B, laugh at you because, you know, everything they cook in, you know, is, you know, pork fat or whatever it is. So, I mean, being vegan is a privilege and it's definitely an American, North American thing. Um, so, I mean, there is a little bit to laugh at and it can be a little bit more expensive if you want to do it the right way, you know? You can be vegan and just eat vegetables and, you know, pasta, and you're vegan, but you're probably yeah. not the best diet. But if you really want to incorporate healthy proteins, you know, might cost you a little bit more, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The vegan Brody just sent me uh, two of his cookbooks. Uh, shout out to you. Um, I don't even know. I put them away somewhere over here. Um, and I'm just really interested. I think I'm going to try to adapt at least like a few days of veganism out of the week, you know, like three out of seven. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot. I mean, already three out of seven is a lot. You I know? mean, yeah, I mean, grab your impossible need or your 
plant-based protein if that's what you need to, you know, feel satisfied and, you know, just do little things like that, I guess, you know. Yeah, I guess. Or or like you said, it's just eat vegetables. I mean, yeah. you know, literally. Yeah. literally eat vegetables and you're vegan. Yeah, good vegetables. And your, your beans, not Goya. Um, that's where you get your protein. <laughs> yeah. Lentils are good. Yeah, all of that. All of that. I am here for all of it, Jesus. Um, so let the kids know, because I'm sure they're going to want to slide into your DMs after after hearing this pod, right? Uh, are we single? Are we are we happily partnered? Oh, yes. I'm, I'm very single. Um, I have been very, like, focused on work and stuff and, like, kind of like a lunatic maniac. So I haven't really um, allowed myself to... Um, open that door but I mean I always I mean I love having a boyfriend and I usually you know I've had a couple I mean I've had many boyfriends so not many but I've, I've had oh, oh. <laughs> no, I mean I've had boyfriends so and I, do I, love, I do love a good boyfriend but um I, I'm never gonna say no whatever ha- comes my way comes my way yeah you gotta you gotta make space you have yeah. to make you have to make a little room for it you know mm-hmm. um and lord knows in 120 square feet in Times Square there is no room in this apartment, but there is room in my life. So if you want to slide into Elliot's DMs, just know that the caveat is he has to share with me any (laughs) photos, any photos he received. It's a split. (laughs) You know, a drag queen split. Oh my God. I wanted to ask you before, you said um, on your, uh, on My Gay Kitchen, you cooked with some drag queens. Anybody of, uh, anybody noteworthy? Yeah, so I had my first episode, the one that premiered on BuzzFeed, um, with Mayhem Miller. You may know her. I love Mayhem Miller. We love Mayhem. Shout out. Some reels because that was so long ago. My audience probably doesn't even, well, I, you know, I had, you know, thousands of followers back then. Now it's a lot more. So maybe I need to educate the the new the new fans. But I had Mayhem Miller. She was great. Um, we made something kind of weird on the show. So I felt bad. I think she was kind of weirded out. Um, we made Oreo fried chicken, which sounds weird. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> what kind of nonsense is Oreo fried chicken? You know, BuzzFeed came up with, I mean, I, no, they they technically came up with the idea. And I mean, I ran with it because I was like, okay, you guys know what you're doing. So they're like, oh yeah, you should just like, put, I mean, it was it was fried chicken with a sweet crust kind of a sweet chocolatey crust yes <laughs> right i mean people do chicken and waffles yes exactly it was kind of like a little bit of a twist on that maybe taken a little bit too far but it's okay we learn um but she was amazing and then i also had soju on um she's a korean drag queen um, can you make a drag yes queen? was this pre or post cyst so she had <laughs> she had filmed the show a couple months before, but it hadn't aired yet. It was going to oh. air in a couple months. So um, she was so kind. She was she was just really happy just to like, like yeah. She yeah, super, she seems really really sweet too. Yeah, she was really nice. Yeah, super kind. They were all they were all like super nice. I love that. I love that. Well, we love all the queens um, mm-hmm. here on in Yo Mouth, um, especially all of you all uh, just out of work. Every last one of you, almost just out of work. Uh, you know. Your girl Munoz is thinking of you, right? All of you out there from, from the Drag Race girls to um, 
all the local queens here in New York and beyond. Did you watch Canada's Drag Race, by the way? You know, I did not. I don't. I. I. I I've been having trouble because. I mean, I don't know if I could, I'm a bootlegger. I don't, I don't have cable or like any of those apps or anything like that to watch stuff. So I like try to find them online, you know, uh-huh. illegally or whatever you want to call it or un- unethically, <laughs> but I couldn't find Canada's Drag Race. And then I think I had like an extra blockade because I'm in Europe. So I'm, I'm having so much trouble finding any of these. Uh, well, I'm sure you'll be able to find it when you get back yeah. to the States or maybe just as a gift, I'll give you my passcode to watch <laughs> Canada's Drag Race, which is actually someone else's passcode. So maybe I can't do that. But <laughs> is it one? No, it's WoW Presents, but um, it's now on it, it's now on VH1. They're airing episodes because mm. um, now that it ended. Oh, now that it ended yeah. No spoilers here. Well, I, I saw, I, there was the, yeah, I, I mean, I saw it, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looked good, though. It looked good. Other yeah. than, like, I thought the judges was kind of, like, weird. I threw in a couple episodes that I saw. Um, they uh, they are, but the gr- yeah. the queens are great. The judges, They're- except for Stacey, what's her bucket, is Stacey's everything. Oh, the, really? rest, okay. the rest of them, it's just they haven't found their group. Forced kind of weird, yeah. Yeah. There's Any- Holland. They, now, Holland's Drag Race. Holland, did you see that? No. Yeah, they no. announced it like yesterday or a week ago. Um, they announced uh, Holland's Drag Race, like the country. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to you, Holland. Yeah. I mean, look forward to that, I guess. Yeah, I, I, think I guess. Everything, too. I think they're going to start airing it soon, so I don't know. Oh my God! Well, we've we've like digressed into something. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, he was just having such a good time. <laughs> well, it's like it's like what eleven o'clock there in France? No, nine fifty-four. It's early. I'm a night owl. I'm up till like four or five a.m. So. Oh wow! Wow, doing just you know just. Not on the apps, but on the apps. <laughs> you know what I mean. Elliot, I can't thank you enough for coming on and laughing with my ridiculous um, tuchus here today on my Big Gay podcast. Um, thank you so, so much uh, just for giving me uh, your time, you know, and letting me, you know, just laughing with me and all of that. Of course, it's been a hoot. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's been great. It's, I've yeah. had a great <laughs> well, uh, in your mouth, listeners, uh, you know it's part for the co- course that my my guests feel indifferent. <laughs> Let the kids know where they can find you so they can slide into your DMs, please. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram, Elliot Norris. That's two L's, two T's, and two R's. Or on TikTok, call me Belly. Um, yes. Oh, that's cute. Call me yeah. Belly. I thought, you know, I was just going to do the whole Elliot Norris thing, but I was like, let's be young. Let's have a little, you know, have a little like 2000s moment with your username. So I thought it was kind of unique. Yeah, a 2000s moment with your username. I mean, I was like, I got on AOL in 1996. Or 90s moment, yes. Yeah, and I like BK Broadway still exists. BK Broadway? Yeah. That's what it was? Yeah, because I was from Brooklyn and I wanted to be on Broadway. Not not Burger King? (laughs) No, but that's what... you know what? I fucked up because that's what everyone thought. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I'm just going to say thank you once again. Um, out there in podcast land, if you're still with me um, and Elliot, I, I just want to thank you for listening. Um, hopefully, 
I don't know, some sort of a semblance of life is we've figured out some sort of like normalcy through the madness here. And as always, um, I just want to thank you for your support out there. Go show some love to my, to now my good friend, Elliot. Um, yeah, we joke about sliding into the DMs, but I'm not kidding. No, um, go go give him the follows. Go show him all the love on his videos and cook with him because the videos are really, really awesome and super simple to do. You know, anyone can do it. Um, so yeah, and that's about it. And with that, I'm going to say thank you for listening to In Yo Man.